Join Greenbook at the 2024 Insight Innovation Exchange Conference Series. IIEX is your global hub for connections, inspiration, and innovative solutions in market research. Visit greenbook.org events to learn more about events in Asia, the Americas, and Europe. Use the code PODCAST for 20% off general admission on all upcoming events. Hello, everybody. It's Lenny Murphy with another edition of the Green Book Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to spend it with us. Uh, and I'm kind of like a broken record with this line, but I think it's funny that, you know, by us, I don't just mean me and my alternate personalities. They're actually our guests who do take time out of their days to, uh, to chat as well. And it's always fun when it's people I haven't spoken to before. And that's what we have today. So we have two great folks from our friends at Forsta, Anthony and Manny. Thank you for joining us. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Thanks, Lenny. I'll uh, I'll jump right in there. Manny Rodriguez, uh, recently named uh, Managing Director of Market Research at Forsta. And previous to that, I was Vice President of Global Sales or Global Business Development here at Forsta. And really a pleasure to be joining you today. Great to have Manny. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. That's, That's great. All right. Anthony? Thank you for having us, Lanny. I'm Anthony Somersaker, Global Head of Operations for Market Research Services within Forsta. I provide the leadership to the Cont operation teams, supporting data collection and reporting needs, as well as you know giving the leadership to our client coordination teams who are taking that responsibilities when it comes to scoping, estimates, all of that. Uh, last but not least, I, I also provide the leadership when it comes to our partner channels. The sample, the managed services, the sample procurement, that's a significant business that we have within Forster, along with many other additions as well, along with these support arms who are giving us the, uh, enabling us to scale. So thank you once again for having us. So you've got, boy, you, you have the job that I do not envy, uh, Anthony. So <laughs> <laughs> and for our audience, I want to give a little, little context here because we, you know, Forsta, I still often think of as focus vision. And it, so here's here's the history, right? For the, for my career, all of the companies that now make up Forsta have been incredibly important companies that I've interacted with, starting with Focus Vision, then uh, Revelation, Decipher, Confirm It, you know, just everything. I have interacted with those pieces that have now been combined in Forsta for a long, long time because you all kicked ass, right? I mean, they were great best of breed technologies and and great partners uh, over the years. And it's been interesting watching the evolution of the company of of merging these pieces and these technologies to have what I would say arguably is is the most comprehensive, you know, qual and quant uh, solution on the market. Now you have competitors, obviously, and we're we're in a period of disruption. But just want to say for our listeners and to you from a historical perspective, hats off uh, for for that. And I can only imagine the pain that you've gone through internally in going through that evolution. Manny, you're grinning. So uh, yeah. <laughs> you want to chime in? From ear to ear, Lenny, let's not forget about Dappercy as well, bringing world-class. And Dappercy, yes, thank you. Sorry. Yes, Dappercy. World-class visualization as well into the mix. But uh, Anthony and I have both been a part of this kind of evolution of and and both coming from the legacy at focus vision but the integration of confirmant dappercy which we were all around to see and obviously the acquisition by focus vision of several brands including revelation decipher and that whole genesis as well 
Um, and it's been quite the ride. And today I can say that I'd, I'd have to agree with you selfishly that uh, we do consider ourselves a leader for both quantitative and qualitative solutions. And as, as part of this evolution that we're on right now, it's trying to really bring to fruition a vision that started all the way back in focus vision, which is to really deeply integrate the disciplines of quantitative and qualitative research and really provide agility between the disciplines, which, you know, for the most part in our industry still sit somewhat siloed, right? And that's, that's still the, that's still the vision and still the goal. And we are in the midst of it right now. So after becoming Forsta or joining all the brands under the Forsta umbrella in 2022, now it's obviously the legwork involved with tying all of these great industry leading solutions that on their own kind of stood on their own, but bringing them all together in our human experience platform, which we're really, really excited about. That's great. Uh, Anthony, do you want to chime in with your experience on that as well? Yeah, I think, you know, I was born and raised on the Decipher side of the business. So 16 years back, I joined a company uh, with 20 employees, right? You know, now being with so many different acquisitions, mergers, right? You know, now we have close to 4,000 employees and along the stuff, we call them products. But if you really look at it, that, you know, they were all independent companies at one point, right? So there's a lot of ways that, you know, we are complementing each other. And I know that we're talking about past, but there's recent additions to the list too, right? You know, Rio is one and, you know, the list goes on uh, quite honestly. So it's a very unique offering that we're presenting in front of the audience. And uh, yes, there's a lot of learnings internally as well. I know, Lani, you, you mentioned that, right? You know, how can we integrate these options to a level that, you know, where we can present a very stable and a very user-friendly environment is the question that we keep on asking. Um, so. All the questions have been asked. The key here would be we're working with a lot of true experts who have been living and breathing within these platforms, uh, really answering the right questions and presenting things to the audience that we are servicing. So, that's uh, uh, so we could probably talk offline with any uh, any dirt you have on the days with Kristen and uh, and Jamin coming from the Decipher days, but we we won't go there. Yeah, I I love. Love both of them. Very, very I'm, I'm, I'm from Fresno, California. So Jamin, Jamin is over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, wonderful people, wonderful people. So I'm just te just teasing them. All right, so let's let's kind of dive in, and and we had the opportunity to work with you. Green, meaning Green Book, had the opportunity to uh, work with you as our partner for uh, Grit, the last wave of Grit, and for the foreseeable future as well. So. What was the value for Forsta in deciding, yeah, we're going to tackle this big monstrous survey and, and, and partner with Green Book on this? Uh, what made you think, yeah, this is worthwhile besides the exposure, the brand exposure, right? That's an easy one. But, but what else made you think, yeah, we, we want to do this because we're going to get some other type of value out of this? Yeah, Lenny, uh, and for me, this is an easy one. It's, it's all about contributing and giving back to the industry. I mean, this is the the industry and the space that we live and breathe in. So any chance to be a part of insights that are going to help drive and lead the industry is something that we're all super excited about. Just the the simple ability to collaborate on something like this is enough. The exposure doesn't hurt, I won't lie. But, uh, but honestly, knowing that we are helping to shape insights that are driving the future of market research is, yeah, that's, that's the carrot. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about the stick then. <laughs> because, because Anthony, you were tasked with making it happen. And I know our own team and the complexities of, uh, uh, of grit. So, 
are you thinking, yeah, thanks, Manny. Appreciate you doing that for us. Uh <laughs> no, it's, it's actually, it was a very, very pleasant and a very positive experience that we all had. Love the friends at Green Book. Nelson is a great research director that Gina, we have been closely working with. Uh, quite honestly, I think, you know, going back to your previous question too, I think the question that we should be asking would be, why not, right? We got the tools, we have the teams who are supporting it. And the data is something that we are very closely live and breathe in, right? And there's so much value that we can add to these, the message that we are presenting in front of the industry. So I think this was a journey that we kicked off when Green Book was looking for the right partner. This is words coming from Nelson too, right? I think, you know, we were somewhat behind when it comes to timelines, but, you know, we quickly made that connection. Uh, We're not just a services firm who's only focused on programming. I think that's something that differentiates us. We become consultants when it comes to programming needs, reporting needs. It's not just we look at a questionnaire to see how the question should be programmed. Uh, We look at the ways that, you know, how the question should be asked from the audience that we're going to. It's not just collecting data. How should we report data, right? You know, in a way that, you know, we can meaningfully present that story back to the industry, right? So I think the know-how and the the wealth of experience and expertise that we are carrying really helped the journey uh, to run uh, smoothly and something that we are looking forward to the next and upcoming wave or the, the survey that we're going to work on too. That's great. And we are a difficult client. We always have been. I, I mean, truly. So I, I, I don't know that I would have kept us as a client when I was running a full service business. So the, <laughs> and you guys have been a great partner and everything that you said that, you know, adding value and that's important. Uh, I think across the board, anybody, let, let's face it, anybody can do research. Not everybody can do research, right. And also to do that, not just right from a technical standpoint, but also in a more engaging experience for Let's face it. I mean, a really a, a hell of a complex study, right? It's 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 not the greatest questionnaire in the world in terms of ooh engagement. I'm the first one to talk about engagement, but yet we have, you know, we have grit, and we appreciate the effort that you guys made in helping to to do that as well and continue to do that because we have to evolve, right? And you guys are a great example of that uh, by combining that. So let, let's kind of pivot on that a little bit. What were some some of the findings of grit that you thought? oh, okay, we need to pay attention to this ourselves that were really important for you as a, as a business. Yeah, I think, I think the biggest finding that we, we, we saw was the learnings based on the fraudulent survey takers, right? I know that we were reaching out to the industry, our friends at industry, buyers, suppliers, or some hybrid roles as well, right? You know, the decision makers as well as influencers contributing towards the industry. But even though that, you know, we are reaching out to a very secure and a known audience, we still saw that, you know, the fake service, right? And uh, <laughs> it's, it's a known challenge that we are all living and breathing in. And the, the key here or the biggest learning for us would be most of the submissions that we saw was AI generated, right? And promoting AI for a great adoption, right? So that was the learning. I think foster as an organization that this is something that, you know, we have really given that attention to care when it comes to security and how we collect data. These are the learnings that, you know, we we saw and there's a lot of solutions that we can present in the future um, because 
time was not a luxury that we had at the time that we got engaged. Uh, we were significantly focusing on meeting the research or reporting timelines. But I think, you know, those are the learnings that, you know, we saw that when we have the solutions that we need to start talking about. So um, that was one of the, the bigger learnings for me, at least. Now that's a great point. Because it actually just occurred to me, it's kind of a no duh. The volume that you see globally is significant. So you're, you get an upfront seat to the issue of fraud that's impacting the industry as a whole and seeing the advances and grit was a great example of, oh, it's not just, you know, speeders and no, we have generative AI functioning as, as a responder persona, answering questions in very thoughtful and consistent ways, right? It's the old flags didn't, didn't go off on this. So as a technology company, obviously you, you've got a, a, a big stake in that game. So what can you tell us about what you're you're doing now in this brave new world of generative AI on the sample fraud standpoint? Now we can talk about some of the other stuff as well, because I think there's lots of implications, but what are you seeing and what are you doing? I mean, this is a topic that's top of mind, not not just for Forsta, but the, the entire industry. Of course, it it's going to have an impact on insights and confidence in the validity of any kind of qualitative research, right? If you really have to start to question where am I getting these responses? Are these really valid? And so for us as an organization, uh, we really have a combination of not only kind of solutions in place for data cleaning, but that's not always enough, right? And effective. So we're using a combination of tools and techniques to help minimize fraud. But it's really something that uh, is a bit of a moving target right now, especially with some of the developments and the latest developments in AI. It's something that as an industry, we have to kind of keep an eye on. It's a bit of a game of whack-a-mole right now. You know, the, the bad actors will find ways to, you know, get around security checks. I mean, even simple things like secure server-to-server connections between our sample partners. Great way to minimize the issue of ghost completes, right? Or those that are totally bypassing a survey to get at incentives. But that doesn't cover generative AI giving uh, responses and actually, as you said, in some cases, very thoughtful responses that you think, wow, this is this is great. And being able to go ahead and collect, uh, you know, the incentives related to participation in a lot of surveys. Likewise, you know, the speeders and straight liners, even red herring questions aren't enough anymore to catch some of the more sophisticated, you know, AI that's out there. And so it's not just what we're doing as a business, but we're also trying to raise a lot of awareness around this issue. I know me personally, I've done the, the conference circuit this year, multiple conversations with not just Forced and our peers, but also several vendor partners like Sint, Research Defender, several others in the industry that are trying to put solutions at the forefront to really mitigate this and just make it a conversation that we're openly addressing in the industry. Obviously, burying our head or pretending it's not happening is certainly not going to help. But um, it, it is uh, something that I think if there was one takeaway I took from the group report this year, it was it was the fact that this is a conversation that we need to continue to highlight. Just my humble opinion. Yep, I agreed. Uh, Anthony, would you add anything to that? No, I think, uh, thank you, Manny. You covered all the key points. I think the only addition from my end would be as a company, because we have that visibility, and this is once again a, an environment that we are living and breathing with. And Sample Buy is a significant a business within Forsta as well. So we, we try to give the attention to four different areas. One would be pre-survey, which is where we have those, you know, the ghost completes. Um, so we provide the technology even to a level that, you know, that server-to-server connections. 
then we have good controls in place to better manage the survey traffic, which is with the use of all the digital fingerprinting solutions. Then the third would be the data that we are collecting. We have algorithms to figure out, to better understand speeders, all the basic qualifications that we can look for, as well as, you know, we have that. We also bring that human touch, folks really reviewing data to see whether the data makes sense, right? Then the last layer that we are giving that close attention would be post-survey, once we collect the data. We also take a look at to double check to see whether the data that we collected is in a good standing for us to share with our customers. So there's multiple ways that, you know, the solutions are coming, but the solutions are broken into these four layers that we cannot walk away from. Those are the areas that we have given that attention. And uh, I really want to echo that, you know, we as a technology provider, as well as a services team and department, we are really giving that care to the industry because we see the need that that close attention should come from all that is an area that we need to significantly focus on yeah well so let's pivot on the other side right so we talked obviously the all new technologies the early adopters are are porn and bad actors right uh in other ways they just are so and that's great because they help drive innovation by you know kind of poking at the holes of oh we don't want to use that way so we're in that that arena that's great but we're also in an era of, and I think particularly even this week, well, we're, we're recording this in early, mid-November, after the uh, OpenAI event this week, where they rolled out some of their new technologies. And the uh, we won't dive too much into that, but what we're seeing now is a rapidly evolving ecosystem that start, that's looking a hell of a lot like Apple and Google, with both hardware and software developing. So my bet is that we're going to see, you know, not just continual rapid adoption of these technologies across the board, but real disruption of existing form factors that will impact market research directly, particularly for qual and quant. So from a technology standpoint, company, that you're you're one of the global leaders of enterprise software for quantitative and qualitative data collection. We have a new technology emerging that could profoundly impact that, that rather than screens, it's going to be voice and we're looking at, or even projections, kind of the sci-fi, you know, the moving stuff around with the humane AI device rolled out this week. So what are you guys thinking about that, right? As a company, are you hearing, are you have customers going, asking you already, Hey, what are we going to do when we're, we're, you know, need to conduct all of our surveys via voice (laughs) rather than screens? What's, what's that world like for you right now? Well, no, Lenny, it's a question, frankly, that comes up in almost every sales engagement we have. Um, it's top of mind, not only for the major brands that we're supporting, but for all of our big agency partners as well. Is, is what are you guys doing with AI? What what's latest with AI? And again, we're we're taking a very uh, cautious approach. As first off, building as Anthony talked about, a secure environment is still the most important concern, right? And one of the big concerns and things that isn't talked about too often with AI is the fact that most AI is open source. And with open source, you kind of leave a little bit of a back door and make yourself vulnerable in a lot of ways. So again, for a lot of our research in sensitive areas, right, or sensitive industries, this is a big concern. The other big thing that everybody wants to know is, hey, are you using all of my data to train your models and to kind of build some of the stuff out? And the answer is, is roundly no. That's always been a stance and, and one of the important things enforced as a big differentiator of us as a business. 
we don't want to be the owners of anyone's data or, or leverage their data for any purpose outside, right? We want to facilitate market research and enable more meaningful ways of conducting that. And so we are lending our developments in AI all around not only more agility and making not only faster to insights kind of developments for our platforms, things like categorization of open-ended responses. And even things, as you pointed out, Lenny, we do see the future where, gosh, someday someone will likely say, wow, you actually used to take surveys. What was that like? It, like right. back like the old road. You had a screen? Yeah, a screen on You a clicked screen. on stuff? Right. I'm just used to talking to somebody. And in some of the generative AI, uh, some of what we're looking at is even, you know, modeling around, I was just having this conversation with my tree product officer, um, some interesting developments around kind of predictive and even open survey programming, where rather than creating questionnaires in the traditional format, where we know which questions we want and which paths, it will be more about the specific insights we are looking to generate from specific audience and coaching and training AI to have a more natural dialogue and conversation where folks are not only screened out dynamically, uh, but really follow a survey path that isn't defined in the traditional sense, much more conversational. So this is the kind of thing that to me makes research super exciting it where, hey, now today, you know, you're taking part in a research study in the future and even the very near future, you may not know that you're actually being part of, of research and conducting research. So I think there's a lot of great developments. It's a really exciting time for us as we explore and are already incorporating some elements of this into the system, AI for even simple things like the generation of questionnaires. So think about rather than having to program a survey after you've created your lovely Word doc with all of your notes and everyone else chiming in on it, being able to take that same Word document and have AI screen that and actually create or script your survey. So these are some of the developments that we have in, in rapid development right now, coming live onto the platform with new additions coming. But you're absolutely right, Lenny. It's, it's, it's really interesting to see the rate of adoption and development in some of these technologies. And I think it's only going to accelerate over the next two to three years. Yeah. I mean, I think back in the day of, gosh, I mean, decipher and confirm it. Okay, you know, there's kind of like in Revelation, they were fighting a battle for mobile first, right? Uh, and really led uh, a lot of the industry discussion. No, we can't do grit like surveys. <laughs> no way. You know, we we have to go shorter and then let's use sliders and you know yada yada yada. And now we're in a whole potentially, you know, a whole other world of wow. We may have to rethink these these functional components yet again, and probably faster than we had to with mobile. My guess, you know, we had maybe a decade, really, of widespread mobile adoption. Um, I think we hit a tipping point about five years in, but now it's like, well, of course, it's, it's adaptive, mobile adaptive surveys. Of course, everything is. Um, but it took us a long time to get there. I don't think we have that time. I agree. I think we're talking two, three years, Max. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. In fact, I think one of the funny things of COVID and the pandemic is that it actually accelerated to me a lot of development within market research. And I'll, I'll give you the best example, Lenny. Try explaining to a qualitative researcher, and I'm talking about somebody who's used to doing in-home IHUTs and, and IDIs face-to-face -face with somebody. Try convincing them that a digital qualitative solution would give them the same insights that they'd get sitting across from somebody in a living room or watching them interact with the product. And they would have told you you were out of your mind. 
Dude, I, we had, I, I was using Adobe Connect in 2008 for virtual focus <laughs> groups and I couldn't give it away. <laughs> I, literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> and, and now, right. That's the flip. You guys are digital qual is the dominant and, and how the pendulum and how the pendulum swings. Right. And again, a lot of that change though, came absolutely forced when we lost the ability to go into the living room and you know, that there wasn't an option was the research not going to continue. And, and so you had folks adopting all of these things. And I, I think we're going to see the same with a lot of the AI um, and a lot of these advancements and developments, listen, I've always said, and I, I actually love this about the research industry, that we are uh, not an industry of laggards, but certainly not the early adopters, at least not at the forefront, right? The traditional research methods stick and hold true, right? We, we like, there's a certain comfort in this, in this space around that. But I think we've seen enough disruption, especially with things like the pandemic, where now folks are realizing that you have to stay on with the latest. We need to be at the cutting edge. And so I think a lot of these developments, we're going to see a much shorter adoption curve. And really, it's going to become table stakes faster than you know this whole transformation we saw about mobile first and digital solutions. Again, I really do see that the next two to three years are going to be just really turn the industry kind of on its head. I think so. We have to meet the consumer where they are. And that's, that drives everything. So the whole, with VR, when that started, you know, I, I, yes, oh, that's really cool. And it's fun to talk about, but until consumer adoption reaches a certain level, which means technology infrastructure to support it reaches a certain level, it's, it's a novelty, right? It doesn't mean it doesn't have its use cases. Of course it does, but they're going to be niche. Yeah. But now we're talking about the potential, again, looking at the, at the humane AI device, it's, I bought Google Glass. I quickly realized, one, this is a pain in the ass and it sucks for me personally, because uh, I wear glasses. But secondly, like people are not going to walk around with these things on their faces. But a device like Humane, theoretically, right? It's like, what? Well, it's just like pinned to my shirt and I walk around and I can do whatever. And it's like a Bluetooth device. Well, of course, that becomes ubiquitous or has potential to be ubiquitous. So to your, to your point, the form factors change. And, and I think what's really interesting, particularly for a company like Forced, is I totally agree with you that we're moving towards a world, no matter what, whether we're still using screens or we're just using voice or we're using, you know, like light forms you know, projected out on something, that the, the bearish and qual and quant, they're already certainly very amorphous. And I think they, they go away entirely. I think that we look at, at far more interactive chat-based form factors that seem more qualitative for quantitative, that's obviously not going to work for conjoint. You know, there's always going to be a need to do things that the, the chat's not necessarily going to work for, but that's already happening. So for a company like you, I expect you spend a lot of time thinking about those things and getting pretty excited. See, Anthony, you're smiling. Now you may not be excited because you're going to be tasked with thinking, how the hell do we do this <laughs> from a uh, operational perspective? All right, Manny, great idea, but how do we manage this? Right? <laughs> so, what do you, what do you think? Now I think, you know, you're spot on. We are living a, an era that, you know, we have to run that race, right? You know, the technology is moving extremely fast along with the China multiple variations as to what we have that has an operations arm that you know we need to we need to be agile to get get ourselves trained and as well as you know present those service our customers that we are presenting those solutions for. So uh, yes as is that a challenge? Yes it, it is 
definitely a challenge, but a good challenge to have because why? The more solutions that we are presenting and all the discussions that have been involved in behind the scenes that you know we're talking about, what are the efficiencies that you know the the automations that we can bring when it comes to the data collection side that you know we even talk about the translation memory banks that you know we are training translation tools to function in a different way even it could be to a level that you know client specific and also reporting solutions right we talk about text analytics sentiment analysis right you know all the ways that you know we are reporting so while we invest time to bring those solutions those are solutions that's available for us as a services arm too right so there's good and bad both and good is that you know all the efficiencies are presenting value adds back to the teams for using those but of course that you know we need to we need to run that race and which is much needed i think that is the that is the truth behind everything that we're doing right uh, shout out to uh, to rudy i think he recently exited finally after uh, after many years the uh, indapracy which also at one point they were a partner for grit and helping to design the infographic. And you guys did a great job this year with that as well. Anyway, where I was going. Recently, I was looking at a AI platform called Dectopus that just generates a, you, you tell it what type of PowerPoint deck you want, and it just generates it, right? So on the reporting side, Anthony, this is what made me think about that. You know, the, the open-ended, the text analysis, all that, that's low-hanging fruit. It's already table stakes. But it is interesting to think about the creative capabilities to make the translation from data to insights utilizing AI more efficient and, and particularly the integration of visuals um, as well. So kind of what are you thinking about that with uh, maybe, you know, somewhere on the product roadmap, what's, what's a vision on incorporating that, those kind of obvious components of AI that work regardless of what, the, what happens to data collection, we still need to present findings. And these are some streamlined things that we think uh, could do that. What does that look like? Yeah, I think the solution should be there with time. But right now, I think, you know, we're trying to stay within the swim lanes to give that needed attention. Uh, the proper experts being given that attention to translations, reporting, I know, translation data collection, then the next layer would be reporting, which supports the end deliverable, right, you know, that we're all looking for. I feel that, you know, we are in that stage right now, we are giving that in detailed review as well as you know the close attachment to the swim lanes and that is contributing towards the end result but with time i think you know that's where we should be landing right you know everything that we are doing in a very good way that you know our product team along with the the key players behind the scenes contributing to these they're all working together and they're all asking the right questions my expectation would be with time that we should have something very solid and something that you know the industries can benefit. Cool. Well, we'll look forward to it. So Lenny, when you said that, I was I was going to say I was thinking about our uh, point-to-click PowerPoint export feature out of uh, Decipher. When that was released, the game changer that it was and how people said, oh my gosh, do you have any, any idea the amount of time I spent formatting PowerPoint? And even worse, everything that gets exported, if it's images, I can't touch it. it you're talking about taking something like that completely to the next level when you talk about the ability for AI to, to literally not only generate that report, but format it in a way that is going to suit your need and your audience. And again, all these things were not that far. That's, that's what is crazy to me. If you had talked about that as something that was potential, I would have said, eh, talk to my product folks, maybe we'll get at it in five years. 
with AI and the advancements in AI, all of these things are kind of right within reach. So I know Anthony's slow playing that a little bit as, as uh, I would expect my man in service too, but me as the commercial guy, of course, I'm, I'm super excited, all jazzed about it. And, and I agree that we're not that, we're not that far off. Yes. All right, so as a commercial guy, you're like, yeah, we'll have it next month. Right? Of course. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Of course we will. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I, I like, I'm not a tech guy, but I'm, I know enough to be dangerous. And, and I certainly talk to enough people now to understand kind of where things are going. And you think about, I know that there are companies right now that are incorporating generative AI on the front end of concept tests, which makes perfect sense, right? I mean, the EFI awards this year rolled out in AI category, right? I think system one, um, they're tracking, they're, they're monitoring. Yeah, this, this ad was totally AI generated. So how about facilitating that piece of things when you have clients who say, all right, we have some creative, we want to test, let's use that hypothetically. Is there, do you, do you envision a path where Forsta is integrated in with one of the, the image generation platforms to allow them to do something like that organically, or would they simply just port it in like any other stimuli that we would use today? Would just, just hypothetically, I'm not going to hold you to it on a product roadmap, I promise. Oh, please. And I hope my product folks don't uh, get too excited when they hear me speaking about how quickly we're going to be releasing all of these updates to our platform. No, what I'd say there, I mean, Lenny, we're, we're big believers in best of breed and integrating solutions. I mean, not only we built our solution around a, a whole a whole set of REST-based APIs with the ability to pull, push data, but integrate to other systems, right? We want to be that core foundational piece of technology that you know, kind of becomes that that hub where you can plug everything into. The last thing anybody wants is another another login, another password, another system, right? So the more that we can integrate with other solutions, the more that we can leverage additional tech to broaden our offering. I, I think that's certainly the path. It's certainly the approach that we've taken, even with our product roadmap, as we integrate a lot of the solutions that we have together. Short answer would be we don't we don't have any plans for anything immediate. But I think what's exciting and most exciting right now, Lenny, is that everything's on the table. You know, we're finding out about new and emerging technologies and new developments in AI almost daily. And so, again, this is why I'm saying that I'm I'm so excited about that curve or the adoption curve really shortening uh, related to AI versus some of the other things that we've seen in past. Um, and I think those that are leading the industry are going to lead the charge for some of these things. And I think it's it's just a period of rapid development where... Careful what you see on the roadmap today. Frankly, it may have to be scrapped with the newest emerging technology that'll make it irrelevant six months from now. So I think you know, in research, I remember when all we talked about was agile, 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 agile. Um, and I, it, it was kind of a joke, actually. I, I forget which conference I went to. I said, who's buying drinks every time the word agile's mentioned? Uh, that's, that's another <laughs> drink. The bar tab would have been nothing anyone would have wanted to expense. But on that, I think... We talk about agile research. Well, from a product development standpoint, it's also critically important that we stay agile even in our development efforts and what we're trying to incorporate into the platform. Because frankly, the way we've seen things adopt, we may release what we think is great feature function suiting the needs of the market today, maybe totally irrelevant six months from now based on some of these new developments. So uh, it's just an interesting time and one where, yeah, I, I would probably less likely to trade with my product folks than even Anthony, who's doing a lot of the heavy lifting behind the scenes. It's going to be interesting and it's certainly going to be a race. We just have to do our best to stay right ahead of it. 
Well, what are some of the organizational challenges for that, though? Because there has to be an exhaustion. Over the past year, there must be a collective, holy crap and oh crap, at the same time, right? So with some of these technologies as they emerge, thinking, oh, all right, we, we have to change these not just our product roadmap that we were thinking we're trucking along, you know, thinking this and oh, now there's something entirely new we have to adapt to. But organizationally, have there been organizational challenges, culture, uh, structure, et cetera, et cetera, that you've had to go through to be positioned to deal with a faster pace of, of innovation than maybe we had experienced beforehand? 100%. And this is where we're even using our own technology uh, in-house for things like ideation. So we actually ran an entire ideation campaign within Forsta where we invited all employees to submit their ideas around the latest developments in AI and things that they'd like to see as part of what we're integrating into the platform. So yeah, we're, as, as we say, trying to drink our own champagne a little bit. And part of that comes back to not just doing what we think the industry wants, but also listening to those in the boots that we have on the ground right now, those that are closest to our customers, those that are in the day-to-day and challenged with things like report creation and production, survey programming, you name it, right? So by opening this up to the entire business, the benefit we got was the ability to really hear from everyone and say, here are the things that are going to have the most meaningful impact, not just to our end clients and that shiny new toy, but the things that will have a meaningful impact to what we do in our day to day. So, yeah, but that's it's a it is a big cultural shift. And you can imagine bringing in multiple different organizations that, by the way, we brought together in the middle of a pandemic. You know, we went from a 300 person organization to over 3000 with our latest uh, acquisitions. And of those, I've been fortunate enough to maybe meet a couple hundred of those face to face. So you, you can imagine the challenges of trying to build a new culture and do it remotely and in a, in a remote environment. So a lot of that comes down to technology adoption again and, and the same, drinking our own champagne, using our own, what a, what a novel concept, using our own technology to survey our own populace, create ideation communities to figure out exactly what our folks want to see in the platform and then trying to incorporate that into our roadmaps and what we're taking to market. Anthony, how about you? Anything you want to add to that? I think, you know, going back to the previous point that we talked about, right, you know, even within us as Forster, that the concept that we are following, connecting all the platforms to a single location, which is the focus that we have given, right? You know, we call it a smart hub, which, you know, all the data gets reported back regardless of the platform. I could be getting the number wrong over here. Last time when I checked, we had close to 43 offerings and that that, that number keeps on increasing as well, technology-wise, the offerings that we have. So it's the same concept that we are following internally, having that easy way of connecting as well as, you know, communicating between the platforms too. So um, it's just a level above that we need to open the gates for external offerings that, you know, to have those connections in place. So the users of our platforms or users who are living within that ecosystem, it's a much easier and a smooth sailing for everyone. So I want to be conscious of your time as well as our listeners. So let's kind of move into the, the wrap up. Was there anything that, you were hoping I would ask or bring up that I did not. Lenny, I was really hoping for an invitation and accommodations to the next IIEX event in Asia and Bangkok. I haven't had the, the, the pleasure or the privilege, but I figured an invitation and an opportunity to continue this discussion there would have been welcomed by Anthony as well as myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll run that past Dana. 
<laughs> and we'll uh, go. Through. Of course, we would welcome you to come to Bangkok. I won't be there, so go live. I, let me live vicariously <laughs> through you. Um, the uh, <laughs> yeah. So duly noted. Duly noted. <laughs> Joking, joking aside, no, really, I've really enjoyed the conversation, Lenny. I appreciate you you having us on, of course. And yeah, no, I, I thought this was great. Certainly a conversation, at least as related to AI, that's top of mind for everyone right now. So love the love the path we took here. And no, couldn't think of any other questions, Anthony. And unless you're looking for uh, an invitation to maybe the IEX Europe, which is in Amsterdam this year, that would have been another... <laughs> Another nice one as well. The list goes on, right? Manny, I can't beat that. I think you're well said. (laughs) No, Lenny, I think thank you for the opportunity. I think this is just a start because as as you know that, you know, we finished the first wave that, you know, we are already on to the next wave. So there's a lot of engagement that made the partnership that we can uh, expect to move forward with with, within Greenbook and Forster. So I think I see this as we're just kicking off the journey. There's a lot of areas that we can engage better. And uh, these conversations could be much more rich in a way that, you know, the way that we learn and that we can keep the discussions open and um, share any learnings with the industry as well as, you know, learn from the industry. Yeah, uh, could not agree more. And I'll give you, uh, Nelson and I are in an ongoing uh, internal battle because I would like to incorporate more qualitative into, uh, and he's just got letting know, just, oh my God, no. <laughs> so on that note, Right. We'll, we'll see who eventually wins. There may be a long term, you know, the, the next time you may really go, what the hell are you thinking? I'm trying to do this. So anyway. You just need to ring the bell. So I'll bring the experts. All right. All right. You <laughs> said, well, I will pass that along. So, and you have been, you've been great partners. So thank you. And again, I meant what I said in the beginning, you're, you are one of the industry leaders. So it's wonderful to have this conversation with your perspective on where things are going from a technology perspective. Overall, it is foundational to what we do. There's consumers and engagement and quality sample. And there is how we conduct the research. Everything else is, it, it may be important, but if we don't get those two things right, nothing else matters. So I, I really enjoy talking with companies like, uh, like Forsta and your, that are, are really driving that. And I'm glad we had a good conversation about that. Where can people find, uh, find you individually and the company, you know, give the plug. Sure. Lenny, um, at least for uh, myself and Anthony, we're both on LinkedIn. So, uh, of course, link with us, Manny Rodriguez at Forsta, Anthony, Summer Sakara at, uh, at Forsta as well. And you can find us uh, again through that. But of course, the easiest way, if you want to get in on more Forsta tech, go to www.forsta.com. You can uh, request a demo. And uh, actually in the notes, you can say, hey, I I heard that Manny and Anthony give the best demos at, uh, at Forsta. We'd like to see the tech, but we'd like to see it from them. <laughs> Anthony, don't don't kill me if anybody actually calls you for a demo. I promise I'll step in and take care of it. <laughs> no, we, we, are, we are here to help. So I think we would love to hear more uh, from everyone. So please connect with us. That's knowledge sharing, learning from each other, and having that connection matters a lot. That's how we were born and raised, I would say, within the industry, right? So, so the doors are open, please. Absolutely. That's great. Is that the tagline for a good demo? Call Manny and Anthony. Is that what... <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. As soon as you said that, that's where my brain went. So I kind of like it for a good demo. Call uh, call Manny and Anthony. There you go. Um, there you go. 
the advertising <laughs> campaign could be really interesting on that. But anyway, on that note, welcome to the Green Book Podcast. Sometimes we go in unexpected places. Thank you guys so much. Uh, <laughs> now I'm going to give a shout out before I get myself into any more trouble uh, to our uh, our producer, Natalie, our editor, Big Bad Audio, and of course, uh, to you, our listeners, because without you, we wouldn't have an excuse to get together like this. And this was a lot of fun and hope that you enjoyed it as well. That's it for now. We'll see you on another edition of the Green Book Podcast very soon. Bye-bye. Join Greenbook for the 2024 Insight Innovation Exchange. This global conference series, also known as IIEX, is where connections are made, inspiration is found, and innovative solutions are discovered. With more than 90% of attendees using IIEX Insights to shape strategic business decisions, the return on investment is undeniable. Whether you're in Asia-Pacific, North America, Europe, or Latin America, IIEX is your gateway to the latest market research best practices, tech innovation, and strategies for transforming insights into action. Nurture your career and business with insights from across the globe. And here's a bonus. Use the special code PODCAST to save 20% on general admission for all IIEX events. Visit greenbook.org events today to learn more and register. See you there.